What up, Fatherhoods Nation? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. They've got ill creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Not only that, but Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and all that. You can make a little paper from your podcast too with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one spot. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. This is KGB. What up, is DJ EFN. Yo, and this is your man, Manny Digital. Welcome to the Fatherhoods Podcast. Beats, rhymes, and diamonds. Okay, so today's guest is a veteran MC who's worked with some, or maybe all, of our top fives. And besides rhyming, he's also a writer, a film producer. But the most important role to us on this podcast is that of a father. Welcome, R.A. the Rugged Man, to the Fatherhood Podcast. <laughs> oh, so, so, uh... Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, live <laughs> audience. Yeah, we got a live audience. No, no social distancing here. <laughs> So that, this podcast is about fathering, being a father. Yep, that's that's it. Hip hop and fatherhood, uh, baby. Yeah, hip hop uh, fathering. Okay, <laughs> whatever so that means. The good, the good dad gang, like uh, like uh, yeah, my like boy, term. Term. Terminology. Yep. terminology. Yep. Yeah, piece of term, man, for sure. Yeah, yep. So, so you I guess that. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say. You know, go ahead. You you can say what you were about to say. No, I was gonna say. Term had people rocking good. Good gang, that good dad gang shirts. He was he was really on on making the good gang, good dad a, a hero. You know. Yeah, yeah, he's still on it, man. He's still doing a great job doing that. Yeah, he was he was on probably one of the first couple episodes we had when we started this as well. Yep. So, yep. Yeah, he he been yeah, on yeah. his mission for a minute, man. So that's that's dope. But um, Ra, so you're a New York dude, right? Yep, Long <laughs> Island, Suffolk County. I, I haven't lived there. Since '98 or seven or eight, oh, okay, okay. but uh, I, I still rep it. Yeah, of course, still rep it. You know, and then I, you know, I lived in New York City since uh, you know since '97. You know, nice. So, what's what's your family dynamic like? Like, how many kids you got? What's what's that situation for the? I have two babies, so three year old and a four year old. I guess it's not a baby anymore, but yeah, they're my babies. My <sighs> daughter Ella is four. My son John John is three. Damn, back to back like that, huh? Yeah, thirteen months apart. Yep, yep. So, how's life now with all the wackiness we got going on and, and your kids? Oh, it's a mess. You know that. You can't take them to <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese. You can't take them to Disneyland. You can't take them anywhere. You know. But uh, I'm raising them in Germany, so the kindergarten opened up faster in Germany than it did in America. You know, so they're back in the kindergarten. And you know, so that's nice, you know. Wow. Why Ger- right. Why Germany? How did that come about? Their mother's a school teacher out there. So and they're dual citizens. Right. So, you know, uh, they get free health care out there. If they want to go to college out there, they, can, they get free college out there, you know. It, you know, it's a little, little, you know, easy for the kids out there. When the kids were, when she was pregnant, you know, 
all of the shit was free, the, the birth was free, all of that stuff. So basically, we got to step our game up over here in the United States. Shit. Now, you got, me think, you got me thinking because uh, literally this weekend, I'm watching 13th with, with my wife uh, and, and actually my kids. I got a, I got a 13-year-old, a 4-year-old, and a 7-year-old. And my, Damn. Yeah. And, uh, and slowly but surely, they all leave the room. Right, my my four my three year old my four year old's like whatever I don't know what the fuck you're talking about I'm out of here. My seven year old like tries to hang on, but he's like this is making me too sad. I gotta leave. My thirteen year old's like bye Felicia. I, I I got TikTok to go do, and and they talking about you know the incarceration rate of the U S. and how it's the number one in the world and all that stuff. And I start looking on Google like yo, so what countries got a you know, much improved rate of incarceration. I'm looking through the list, like seriously contemplating like, yo, if I got to dip soon because shit goes south in the U.S., where the fuck am I going to go? And I didn't, I, I was looking at Europe for a second, but then I was like, but that shit gets cold. Like if I'm going to do, do it right, I got to go somewhere hot. But I couldn't really find too many options that had like all the different things that I'm kind of used to. So I got to look at Germany now. Well, you know, the weather's pretty similar to New York. You know, yeah. it gets cold in the winter, hot and hot in the summer. It's not too different, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. How, also, how many years have you been out there? Since my daughter was born four years ago. But also, on the flip side of this argument is the taxes are much higher. So, mm. if you're going to get free health care in Germany, you have to, you know, uh, start paying taxes over there. And their taxes are higher than they are. Mm. Right. So you got to give up something to get get some of those other services. Yeah. yeah but my babies, they don't have jobs. They're three and four years <laughs> right. old. So every <laughs> Right. Yeah. They're not being taxed yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Did, did you... Did you, um, when you moved over there, did you have any kind of... Uh, I mean, was transition easy from coming from the States no, to, to another country? It sucks. It sucks moving somewhere else, you know, because, you know, the language is different, the people are different, the culture is different. So, you know, it's a change in your life, you know. Yeah. So, even if it's dope, you know, you still want to talk dumb shit with your dumb friends and you want to do some dumb shit that you do in your dumb country. And, <laughs> you know. So, uh, it's not always easy, nah, you know. And then, like, I know there's people in Germany who have fucked up taste in movies but I don't know that many people but the ones I do they're, they're more serious I'll be like come over to the house and let's watch Basket Case and Frankenhooker and they'll be like oh I do not waste my time <laughs> you know you know over here I'll be like let's watch Basket Case and Frankenhooker and I'll have like 40 year olds lined up at the fucking door like let's do it you know? <laughs> What was it? Was it the your career that led you to Germany? Because you know, I know a lot of artists um, have like transitioned going to Europe and other countries to further their careers for whatever reason. Was that part of the where Germany no, came to play? All. Not at all. I, I toured Europe nonstop, but I lived in America. You just hop on a plane and you go tour toward whatever country they want you in. So, right. and even when I'm in Germany hop on a plane to the United States and tour and hop on a plane to the United States and finish your album. You know, I, I do all my mixing and recording in, in Soho. So, you know, it's back and forth. 
you know, no matter where I live. So what it you're saying is you're not David Hasselhoff over there? <laughs> but even if I was, I could still live in America and hop on a plane. Right, so right. I, 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 I do good with uh, I do good with the European fan base. Yeah, I do good out there. I mean, you hear it all the time, right? Like, outside of the U.S., hip-hop tends to get a lot more. I guess I'll say older hip-hop just to kind of make it a broad you know, genre of hip-hop. It's more nostalgic. Yeah, but they get more love internationally. How, how do you, now that you're a, re- a resident of Germany, like, how does that, how does that actually manifest itself for you? It didn't do shit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like I lived there, it's not like a bunch of brand new fans are gonna pop out the woodwork and be like, "He lives here." This man, right. I would listen to his music. You know, a lot of people live. A lot of people live there. You know, uh, but so no, I didn't do that much for me. But uh, yeah, but but I, I mean, Europe is. Uh, I, every time we bring up Europe compared to America, I bring up the same Groucho Marx quote where he said. In America, you're known for your, your latest work. In, in Europe, you're known for your greatest work, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, if you've had classic albums or classic singles or classic music or classic films or art, they they remember you like, wow, this is the person that made this great piece of art. You know, right. where like, like in America, they'll be like, well, what have you painted lately? You know, right. <laughs> who the fuck yeah. are you? I'm not a fan of your painting from 2020. You know, it's, a, <laughs> it's like, how come the blogs aren't writing about you? You know, they, you know, they're so shallow in the U.S. sometimes. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as art goes, I, I know your kids are young, but what kind of music and film and any other kind of art are you exposing them to at this stage in their life? Horror movies. <laughs> For real? <laughs> Yeah, yeah my son, I believe him. My, son, my son's three. He loves horror movies. Man. He loves them. <laughs> like, my daughter like, likes them too. But like hardcore yeah. shit, or like like how how horror of oh, a horror son, flick? Yeah, like Rob like Zombie shit. It. I don't. I'm not a fan of his movies. But uh, uh-huh. uh, um, the stuff by Larry Cohen. My son loves that one. He loves the movie Terror Vision. He likes all the silly monster shit. Uh, okay. Anything okay. with cra- the Blob, you know. The Blob uh, classic. Daughter, they love. They love. I got a 3D TV out there. They love the creature from the Black Lagoon in 3D. Um, you know, my daughter loves Frankenstein. My daughter likes a little bit softer. She likes Monster Squad. You know, because it has all of them. You know, Dracula, Frankenstein. It's like kids in it, so she likes that one. You know, it has the creature, the Wolfman, the Mummy. You know, shit like that. But yeah, they love monsters. They love hip hop. You know, they they like my daughter's favorite song right now is. Uh, Push It by Salt and Pepper. And, uh, right now, that's her favorite song. That's ill. Yeah. Come on, that, also, that beat is timeless. Of course. Yeah, she never uh, can remember the name of the song, but she likes I'm Bad from Cool J. And she'd be like, Daddy, can I listen to Ah? <laughs> <laughs> Daddy, Daddy, can we listen to Ah? You know, because of, of the first opening, when he starts rapping, he'd be like, Ah! Yeah, no yeah, yeah, yeah. That's dope. How about, so you Wait, you, Yo, you it's funny like that you brought up the the horror of my two year old. For some reason, she got hooked on watching uh like the horror little YouTube cartoon things, and all of a sudden, all the Halloween little joints. So all of a sudden, she's asking oh, me to chase her around those. as a zombie around the house. <laughs> yeah, my kids like those too. The Halloween 
Yeah. Bombs all over the house and shit. The, the wits and the pumpkins and all that shit. They yeah, yeah, that January, one. Yep. February, <laughs> March, August. Yeah, they love those. But yeah, that YouTube shit's a killer. My daughter loves YouTube. Yep. And she knows how to use the remote now. She's four. So she just pick up the fucking TV uh, uh, remote. Her, her mom don't want to watch the YouTube too much. But she should turn it right on and, and, and put on the, the clips of, uh, you know, kids playing with toys. You, you know, all of that shit. Yeah. Like weird. It'll be like a Russian girl that can't even understand the language. And she'll be like, you put your, put your. And, yep. and like my kids will that's be watching. That's kind of like, creepy, man. <laughs> That's that's Masha yeah. and Bear, yo. My my kid, my daughter, she's nah, all Masha over. and Bear is dope, actually. I like no, that one. But it started off like about the Russian. real people ones. Oh, 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 got you, got you. No, we're talking yeah. about uh, Masha and the Bear is dope. They like that. But I'm talking about like some shit where like a, a dad and his kid will yeah, like, play with that shit is a little creepy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. make a YouTube video out of it. And then like it gets like, you know, 900 million views. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and, and like 100 million of those views will be my daughter. <laughs> yeah, so, so she is the one just like mine, I guess. Yeah, because you said she's three, four? She's four. She's four. My, my four-year-old's the same. Like, you, that shit's on heavy rotation, same shit five times a day, and they don't get tired of it. The Russians? Yeah, my kid. No. <laughs> just anything. <laughs> they pick one thing, and it's like five straight back-to-backs. <laughs> We got to watch out. The CIA is on the phone. Like, Russia. All the time. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> Maybe that's the way that really Russia's infiltrating. Our kids are becoming the, what is it, the <laughs> candidate? What are they called? The Manchurian the candidate. Manchurian candidate. Word. That's a fly flick. Yeah, I got to watch that shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. The original Manchurian candidate. The classic John Frankenheimer. It's one of the best movies ever made. You know, Frankenheimer is a legend. So, so Ari, go, going back to your childhood, and and uh, you know, you and E have something in common here. Um, we're about your dad. Um, curious. Oh, your what pops you were, in, was in Vietnam. Yeah, yeah. My, my pops was in Vietnam, and and I do this documentary series where I go to different countries, and I went to Vietnam, and I went to where he fought in Vietnam, which oh, is oh, you made that the Five Bloods movie that was you. Nah, <laughs> no, I don't want to diss it, but. I don't know, man, about that flick. I gotta watch that. I, I heard. I heard. I, I should it. watch it. I love Check it out, there. man. I don't know. I wanted to like love, it, but I love do the right uh-huh. thing. I love. He's got to have it. I love. I love all the early fight stuff. I like. Yeah, but he produced stuff. it. He didn't direct it. Oh. Oh, he didn't. He didn't direct the Fire Blood. Nah, I went immediately to check. Hold up a second. Spike Lee directed this. Nah, he just produced it. I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, no, nah, I checked. But no, nah, I did this. My shit is a documentary, and maybe I'll send you the link after this. And I go to where my dad fought in the war, and I went to Vietnam. I went to Hanoi. I went to, to Saigon. Shit was ill. What, what, what was he in the army? Uh, he was, was in the Marines, shit? and he was stationed in, in an area called Khe Sanh and that saw some of the heaviest uh, battles and, and, and stuff during the war. He did like two or three tours, got two Purple Hearts. Um, and he came back fucked up and, uh, you know, and big part of my childhood is that he's fucked up. So that was a, you know, I always felt the need. Like I, I grew up loving all the Vietnam war movies to like, kind of like in my own weird way to connect with him. Um, and eventually that yeah, but it fucked was up like, fucked up like how 
flashbacks uh he, he you know substance abuse him and my mom broke you know they they separated when i was like five years old he moved to miami I, we were in la and he was just you know cocaine cowboy days in miami and just wilding out and violent and all kinds of shit man he, he just just fucked up from the war yeah yeah my dad my dad they said the same thing about him They're, oh he fucked up from the war and my dad used to say he said yeah oh, come on they took they tell all these stories like, oh, we went to war and then we were fucked up. He's like, we was all fucked up before that war. We was all running the streets. We was all wild and crazy way before you put us in the war. <laughs> but I'm not saying that about your pops. But that was my no, no. Opinion. You might be right because he he had other baggage. Because my dad was a Cuban exile. Well, not an exile. He was smuggled out of Cuba by the CIA at 13, and he went from speaking only Spanish in an in a Caribbean island to being in an orphanage in Washington State. So I'm sure that didn't help him in his development. And then he volunteered for the Marines at 17 and volunteered to that's go to Vietnam. The same age, that's, the same, that's the same age my father, 17. And then they yeah. train you to be a killer. They take you, you know, they act like, oh, 17, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't right. smoke a cigarette, you can't do anything. You know, you can't go watch a dirty movie. You can't go see an R-rated movie. You can't watch Jason cut somebody up with fake blood, you know? You can't do shit, mm. you know? You can't take a drink of alcohol, but you can be, we can train you to murder people. How about that, 17-year-old boy? <laughs> you know? And they don't train that out of you when you come out of the war. That's the problem. That's something my my father said, too. He said, hey, you know, they train you to be a killer. That's what they do. Yeah. And then they say, okay, you're free to go home. They don't They don't have a deprogramming, uh, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, they said, he said they should put you six months before they let you go back in the street. That's you know? crazy. I, I never thought about that shit. That yeah, imagine. A lot of out of sex. prison, you go to a halfway house. You come out of war, no halfway house. <laughs> that's crazy. Yo, that's... Fuck. Well, think about it. They train you They train you to be a murderer. They train... Well, murder. It's a killer. Yeah. killer. Not a murder, killer. They train you to be a killer. You're trained to kill. And you go over there and you see death and you see blood and you see killing. And then you do killing, right? And, and you're allowed to kill, you know? And you're allowed to kill many people. Mm. You know, somebody, oh, they kill, 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 you know? So, and then they say, okay, we, we, we trained you since you were 17. Now you're 23. And you can, leave the, you can leave the Army or whatever, you know, or the Marines. Go get a job, whatever you feel like doing. And they say, here you go, society. Now somebody starts to fight with you at a bar. How how you, you're gonna just be like okay let's fight you know you're like I'll kill you I'm a fucking killer right you know right so so it's a different you know yeah like like you know I was allowed to kill everybody and now I'm in a bar and this asshole's talking shit to me and touching my woman you, you know what I mean so so uh, that's why my father was scared in the neighborhood they were scared, they were scared of him you know and he was the type of guy. Had the guns under the pillow, the guns under the bed, the gun in the hip. You know, he was. Mm. He had pistols, and uh, you know, I was a little boy, four or five years old, shooting little baby twenty twos, and it's, you know, with cans and shit. You know, so it was dope. But um, uh, yeah. So that was that was pop, and, and uh, you know, he was in trouble all the time. You know, and you know, in and out, and the cops in the neighborhood didn't like him, and he wasn't liked very much. He came from the Vietnam War, and he wasn't liked. Until later in life, you know, and then I remember my dad was the outcast, you know, and then later in life, all of a sudden, 
people in the neighborhood acted like they always loved him, you know, and he was loved in the neighborhood. You know, that took took about 30 years since I, I well, 20, I don't remember how many years, but I remember being a kid and, you know, the cops would come and he'd be like, run, kids, you know, and they'd handcuff my pop in the car and the cops, oh, the other cops would try to get us and me and my sister run away and yeah, yeah, a lot of times like that, you know, but Wow. How, no, how does, I'm sorry, real quick. How, how does all of that factor into how you, you know, you're going about raising your kids? Like, does any of that stick out as, you know, big lessons or things that you're trying to have them learn or, or not, you know, ever be faced with in how you go about parenting? I don't know. I, I, I know that it seems like an easy question, but I don't know. I don't know how my childhood affects me with my kids. Mm. Uh, I raise them like the way I think, you know, Hey, you know, and I try to teach them boxing. I try to teach them some karate. I, I try to, you know, I already taught my daughter, look, when you get older, if somebody, you know, really tries to hurt you, right. This, the, 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 the peepee, right in the peepee, you hit them right there. <laughs> boom, boom, right. The peepee that every man will hurt. You know, I said, don't ever do that to someone that's not a threat to you. But if a man is too, is too big, you know, uh, uh, that, that's what to protect yourself, you know? And she's like, right there, right, daddy. <laughs> and she thinks it's funny, you know? So like, we'll watch a movie and see somebody stick someone in the ball. Like, right that, right that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and my son, he like, they watch all the clips with me. You know, I show him Muhammad Ali, Bruce Lee, Jackie Chan, you know, they like fighting, you know? So they like ninjas, you know? But, but they're also good kids. You know, not to go punching everybody. You know, it's, I'm not raising them to be bullies or punching people. I'm more raising them to say, hey, listen, sometimes there's bad people out there. And uh, you have to be strong sometimes because uh, and you have to know how to defend yourself a little bit, you know. So, And you know what's funny is uh, I know the gender thing. People don't like the gender stuff. Or, and I don't teach them this shit. But... Uh, my daughter, you know, she's like, yeah, but when John John gets big, he will be stronger and bigger, and he can protect me. <laughs> and I was <laughs> like, I was like, nah, but we're gonna teach you some defense in case John John's not there. But I'm like, how the fuck did you know that her brother's gonna be bigger than her? <laughs> I mean, they, they see all sorts that. of shit on YouTube. Like they they put two and two together real fast. Like my, my oh, family. my daughter understands every damn thing in history. Like, yeah. She's been smarter than me since she was two and a half. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> and she, she corrects me at everything. But, Daddy, yeah, like, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right, two-year-old. You're right. Yeah, you're right, three-year-old. You're right. You're right, four-year-old. So I can't imagine when she's 13. Oh, God. Yeah. Yo, what do you think? What do you think it is with kids and the, like, instinctively, they know how to work all the, like, the technology gadgets and, like, you just, put it in their hands and they figure it out. No problem. Yeah. Yeah, Well, I I think it's the same thing. Yeah. Because it's true. My daughter already knows how to do the phone or everything. Like in two, like what the, how do you even fucking know that? And, and she'd been doing it for years, you know, but I think it's the same thing as like my kids speak perfect German and they speak perfect. Well, my son doesn't speak perfect either yet, but he speaks both languages as best as he could. My daughter speaks like great English, great German. They learn it fast. And I think it's the same thing with like, how kids, when you show them the stuff at a young age, they could learn any language really fast. Like if you want to teach your kids three languages when they're two or three years old, they'll learn it right away. 
you know? It's like boy, when you're 40 trying to learn three languages, you can't even learn one language, you know? Right. So I think technology is the same thing. It's a language, you know? So it's like, oh, I know how to do this. It's like speaking a new language, you know? And w- yeah. us, we're like 40, 40 years old. Like, how do I press this button? Huh? You know? <laughs> yeah. it's the same thing like, like my kids. I'm like, wait, we were living in Germany the same amount of time, Ella. How come you know how to speak entire fucking paragraphs? <laughs> And I could barely say three words together, you know. So yeah. you know, when you learn young, you you learn easier. Yeah, I'll Girl. give you I'll give you a dumbed down example of that. Is that put a put a Rubik's cube in front of us now, and we couldn't do that shit for the life of us. But when I was a kid, I was killing that Rubik's cube. Speak for yourself. Never <laughs> then, never now. Ain't happening. I thought that was like a bicycle, though. That you you, you forgot how to do a Rubik's cube. <laughs> like like I haven't played video games in a while. But if I uh. You jump if on I, them if sticks. I played, if I played Mike Tyson punch out, could I beat him now, you think? Because back then, <laughs> when I was like 11, I was beating Mike Tyson. I don't know. I don't think uh, up, up, down, down, side, side is going to work the same <laughs> way. <laughs> I fuck up I'll a Contra. <laughs> oh, yeah. Contra was a good one. I'll fuck that up. I was good at Asteroids. That was the game I was real good at, Asteroids. Oh, yeah. That was dope. And my sister, not... she was good at Space Invaders and Praga, I think. Yeah, I used to love them joints. The um, th- those kids, the kids aren't. They're also not afraid to like try stuff. So you think of, like going back to the phones and technology, and you know, you give them, you give them something, they just start touching everything, pressing every button. Whereas someone older, you know, we'll we're thinking, frustrated. yeah, yeah, or we we'll touch the button and then we're nervous to like go touch another button because we think we're going to fuck it all up and then how do we get it back to you know like we're thinking of all these scenarios they're not even thinking of any of that stuff they're just going and and, and, and doing it. it out yeah and we fuck them up because we always like i i do it all the time it's like you're you're screaming at them for doing some shit that you are might be afraid to do or you feel like this risky they don't really give a fuck so you get on their case because of your fear, but you don't really, it's not, and a lot of remember, times it's not that serious. Remember that, what is it, that Buddhist or Chinese oh, proverb yeah. thing that I found early on, and it said, don't, the worst thing you could do to a little kid is tell them no. Yep. Which I still don't understand. I don't understand. You got to say no to the motherfuckers, but that's what it says. It says that's the worst thing you could do to a little kid. Who said that? Some fucking Buddhist proverb. It said, like, for, you know, raising infants and toddlers or whatever, it says the, that you should never say no to them. You should just you should redirect them when you don't want them to do something, but you shouldn't say no. Damn, I'm fucking my kids up because I <laughs> no, I already no fucked old. up a long time, and I knew the <laughs> proverb already. I brought it up on fatherhood, and I didn't use it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like, no. Well, you know, also, um, kids are assholes, you know. Yeah, <laughs> so you gotta tell them no. Yeah, you can't just be like, yeah, do what you want. You gotta be like, no, you know. And also, when you have two kids so close in age. They fight over every little fucking toy, you know, every little article in the house. Like, that's mine. That's what, like, yo, no, this is hers. She had it first. No, it's his. He had it first. So, I don't know. Should I just let them fight it out and leave them alone? I, I don't know. Well, what did your little book say? <laughs> yeah, E, what's your little book say? <laughs> it wasn't a little book. It was some shit I came across. I forgot where I, I don't know where I found that shit. We got to go dig in the crates for that one. No, but that shit was dope, though. Sense. It made sense to what we're talking about here. Like yeah, that their yeah, minds yeah. are open. That's why they're learning shit because they're not in their minds. They're not saying no. They're like, I'm gonna keep going. 
So it kind of makes sense, but it's difficult to kind of put that in motion when you're an adult talking to a kid and trying to stop them from putting their finger in an outlet. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I don't know. They got they got a nephew. Uh, they got a cousin that bites them, and he's littler than them. So I said, hey, look, you could you could give him a little smack on his hand and say no, because he bites them and leaves like welts in their back and they're like, oh, oh wow, big bruises. And he, you know, he has to be told no. So uh, I said, yeah, give him a little smack on the hand. No, you know. And then everybody got mad at me. Like, no, you don't tell a baby that. You say, you know, uh, tell him to tell the mom, you know, to stop. I'm like, tell the mom. I, I, tell him no yourself. I don't I don't know. <laughs> I guess I'm not the best. This is supposed to be the good dad thing. I don't I mean, I'm a Oh, no, never that. <laughs> We're trying to figure it out. That's what this podcast is about, trying to figure it out. No, we, we, we fuck up all the time. And we just kind of... I think f- everybody that's a parent, no matter who the fuck you are, there's no perfect parent. You're not going to... You know, no matter how many of them fucking books you read, every child is different, you know? That's why you can have the same family, two kids raised the same exact way, and one becomes a fucking super success, and the other one becomes a heroin addict, you know? So... Mm. Uh, what did the parents do wrong on the heroin addict that they did right on the other kid? You know, every kid's different, you know? So as many books as you read, I don't know if you could... It's like, what's the purpose of human beings going to a psychiatrist or a doctor if one book is going to tell you the exact way to raise every person? You know, it's like, no, every person thinks differently. Everybody's mind is different. Every person reacts differently to situations. So, uh... Maybe telling, never telling a kid no works very well for a certain child, and maybe telling them no works uh, great for a different child. You know, so I don't know. who the fuck am I? I'm just a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> hey, with young police. kid, with the young kids, how are you able to maneuver through creative work and your creative process? It's complicated, you know, because uh, you know. It's kind of, you know, they take up all your time. And in Germany, uh, we don't live near relatives. So it's like, you know, oh, can I sneak away and write for three hours while you take the kids? Or, you know, it's like, and then they want to see daddy. And, you know, it's like, you know, where when you don't have kids, you could lock yourself in a room for a month and write all the, you know, shit you need. And then be like, I'm good. This thing you need, like, oh, four hours today, two hours tomorrow. Maybe I could sneak away for 45 minutes when, when, you know, this thing's happening. You know, it's like, so it's a lot more difficult sometimes, you know. How, how is it for you? Like, do you do you have a good command of the German language or not even close? I suck at everything in life. Everything. <laughs> Especially languages and, and communicating with people. I'm terrible at that, you know. That's interesting. But you tell great stories when you spit. But that's just you and the microphone. Whenever you introduce another person, is yeah, I'm, I'm good at expressing myself in, in, in rhymes. Hmm. <laughs> I can express <laughs> myself well with a thought out rhyme, but like my friends used to laugh at me. They said I'm like a rain man. Like I could make all these great rhymes and great songs, and then I can't function in society at a fucking supermarket. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a TV show. Yeah, that sounds like a movie or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Don't worry, we won't charge you royalties for that. Just go get that. Go get that, R.A. Yeah, yeah. So what's the, tell us a little bit about the genesis of, um, of Uncommon Valor. 
I mean, I, well, we, I think we know it's about your dad, but like, you know, you, you got real. It's a true story. Vivid. My father, he went, he went to Vietnam. He, he was sent over, you know, gung ho, you know, ready to shoot them guns off. You know, he, he said, you know, when he got there, it was a party, you know, rock and roll. You know, he said, he said, music, women, you know, women every night, the hooker, you know, the, the, the women in the town would all sleep with the soldiers and, and gambling. They'd have dice, they'd have card games liquor he was like it was like a fucking party you know guns and women you know uh and then you know you know that's exciting for a 19 20 year old person you know shit and then that's uh, excited for a 40 year old yeah i guess it's excited for <laughs> everybody you're in yeah, trouble man <laughs> i didn't say this 40 year old i'm saying a 40 year old <laughs> Yeah, your wife understands <laughs> <laughs> fuck, 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 fuck every night. no trips <laughs> to vietnam for you <laughs> Oh, yeah, you the guy that did the documentary? She's like, now I know why. She's like, your documentary was bullshit. You was fucking bored. It was that sex tourism. <laughs> Shit. But, uh, yeah, so, so and then he was, they were flying him over there to do secret missions. And uh, he was a rescue. He was a, a screaming eagle. He was a Green Beret first. And then he, oh, he, no. jo- he from, from the Army, he joined the Green uh he joined the Air, Air Force, and then he became a Screaming Eagle. But he was like the toughest of both of them, you know? So then his gun, he shot the mini gun. It was 4,000 bullets a minute. Wow. So he was the gunman on the helicopter. And uh, he was, he, what would happen if, like, soldiers were trapped over there or, or, or guys were stuck on the other side, they'd have to fly him in with the gun and the helicopter to rescue, you know, uh, uh the people in need, you know? So they were rescue missions and they were dangerous. And, uh, one out of many of the rescue missions, one of the last one, the last one he did, uh, they shot out the, the, the Taylor, uh, you know, the back and they, they, uh, shot the pilot died and, um, they were crashing. So they, he, he, he got shot and the helicopter went down and he was over enemy territory. He lost, like some ridiculous amount of blood. How much blood's in the body? Like nine ounces? I don't, I don't really know it, but like he lost like more than half of, like he should have been dead. So he was in a car, he was uh, unconscious for five and a half days. He woke up in a, in a hospital bed and uh, yeah, so, so they sent him home because his leg, one leg was shorter than the other, you know, because it broke in so many pieces and, you know, his injuries were too bad. They couldn't put him back into the war. And uh, they flew him home, and then, okay, he started a life. You know, he started his life back home, started having babies. And then his, uh, his third kid uh, was born, couldn't walk or talk, and was handicapped. And then uh, uh, he had another baby. And then, and then the, the, the fifth kid couldn't walk, talk, and was blind. Oh, and shit, so his, that his, Agent Orange shit you was talking about was real. Oh yeah, of course, agent. Yeah, that's just real yeah. as fuck. No, yeah. I mean, like yeah. in your lyrics, like you. I mean, that was directly impact. You know, your family. Was oh yeah, when impacted. I say that, I, you know, we was agent R, we was agent R, right? And the government even admitted to it. Like they admitted to at least six six locations they flew my father into that were agent orange, and it was more than that. But those are the ones documented, wow. you know, because it's a lot, you know. But um, so uh, yeah, so then my sister who was healthy, she was born uh healthy you know my older sister but then she had a baby 
and her baby died at six months old. So, oh my and, god! And then, my, and then my my sister died. My 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 handicapped sister couldn't walk or talk. She died at twenty six. My brother couldn't walk or talk, and he was blind, and he died at ten. And uh, you know that was Agent Orange. You know, so that's that's what the, the government did to my father. You know, so fuck me. That's crazy. And he was never mad at it. He said, "You know, I was a soldier. I was a man. I agreed to what I was going to do." And you know, there, there's a, uh, you know, it's part of war is is aftermath. So he was never angry, or he just. My dad was a positive person, you know, later in life, you know. So he always mm. said, "Hey, you know, I, I I agreed to it. That was my job." I, you know, he wasn't mad at the government for fucking destroying his fucking life. But I am, mm. you know, the next generation, you know, we'd be, hey, hey. And and there's still people in Vietnam suffering from that now. When we when I went over there, they they have these uh whole cities or villages where they put all these these kids that are the, the kids and grandkids of the soldiers and they work in these special factories that are sponsored by the US, Canada, and anybody that was a part of the war is is funding these things as mm-hmm. like retribution. And you go there and you tour the factory, and you see all these, def- you know, deformities that these that these people have. It's, it's crazy, man. That to this day they're still yeah. suffering from it. I, I didn't know that they had factories set up where they yeah. did more work. But what I did know is that they were they were out there and they got hit harder than the American soldiers. The yep. American soldiers got hit horribly, but this was where they were living, and this is where you know the Vietnamese people were, were living and, and stayed living and, and were drinking the yeah. water around it and lived there for years. So, you know, our guys, most of them were getting in and out, you know, so they got hit with it, but they didn't live in it for, for, for you know, a decade. And, you know, so, yeah, I met some people from Vietnam, little, you know, girl with no arms and no legs, you know, sweet girl, smart as could be, you know, and they were sending me pictures, showing me pictures of like kids that were like, you know, just all fucked up. Their heads were all crazy shaped. Yeah. And yeah. That was all. And, and then, you know, Bayer. Just bought yeah. Monsanto for billions of dollars. You know, it's like Monsanto was the devil, and then the other devil came in and saved the other devil. It's like this world we live on, living is just sickening, man. You know. I didn't know about that Monsanto news. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Damn. Son. So that's depressing. <laughs> Fuck. Oh yeah. Hey, thanks, thanks Ra. <laughs> 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 no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Yeah, wow, yeah. bro. So, so with all of this back, like this history, this personal, like you know, you personally affected by all this stuff that you just talked about. What do you tell your kids when it's time to have conversations about you know their family history and kind of your thoughts? Oh, about I'll tell them. It? I'll tell them everything. Sure, you know, I'll go through it. But right now, they don't know anything about anything too bad yet. You know, uh, they know about death. You know, they knew some of the loved people in the family died, and they know a little bit about death, but they don't know about war yet. You know, they don't know about, uh, you know, uh, yeah, they don't know about war. They don't know about, uh, you know, the history of, you know, all the nasty shit. They don't know about uh, people who can abuse them. They they don't know anything about that stuff yet. And it's the abuse conversation, I think, needs to be had soon in case, you know, they're in school or something weird happens with somebody grown, but like, how do you, I don't know how to have that conversation yet. My daughter's four, you know? So, you know, uh, you know, 
I don't know. I, I don't know how to have that conversation, but eventually you have to have that one and you have to have the conversation about police that not all police are good, you know, <laughs> you know, there's, there's, uh, yeah. there's a lot of conversation, you know, cause the world, the, the kids want to see the world in a good way. You know, that's all they, no, 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 it's not that they want to see it that way is that's how they see it. Mm-hmm. Children, you know, see the good in things a lot of times, you know, so they don't really know about, uh, any of the horrors. They don't know about, you know, the kids live in Germany. They don't know nothing about Hitler or the Holocaust or any of that shit. Uh, yeah, you don't want them to know that stuff because then they, you know, you don't want your kid not being able to sleep at night. Yeah, but eventually they're going to have to learn about no, it. No, at, at not- yeah, as, as at certain ages, like milestones, but as as small children, like I don't want my daughter two years old to be contemplating like, is you know, is someone going to come in the crib and kill her? Is she, you know, is daddy going to get killed by a cop or something? Like, I don't want her to even have to think about that at two right. years old. Yeah, yeah, two years old. And the other thing is God where my father raised me, you know, Christian and saying my prayers and he told me what to believe. And, uh, I was brought up as a Christian, you know, and, then uh, you know, now with my kids, you know, uh, I don't know yet. I don't know what to tell them. I, I told them like, Hey, listen, a lot of people believe this is how the world started, you know, God. And, you know, and then I said, a lot of people believe other things, you know? So, I said, when you get older, we'll talk about it more and you can decide what you believe. And, you know, but I'm not going to have them get christened or, you know, giving them any kind of, you know, Christian Christian things or, you know, I'm not putting them to any of that stuff. They can decide what they want to do, you know. So. Is, is, I'm assuming your, your wife's on the same page or does she have different views on that? Well, she would have she let me because she knew I was a Christian. She would have let me bring them to the church and all that stuff. She she would have let me here. But uh, I, I kind of, I don't know. None of us know what's real in that. So it's right. like I lost faith a little bit. But uh, I haven't lost all faith. You know, I still got some faith there. Like when I'm walking on the street, I start saying a prayer, you know. Uh, sometimes uh, when I'm worried about things, my kids, I start saying a prayer. So, you know, I, I don't know if all my faith is gone, but I, I don't know if I want to embed that in, in a child's head yet either, you know? All right. That's, That's real. real shit. That's real. Yeah. Damn. All right, man. Um, thank you, brother. Thank you for spending the time and uh, educating us a little bit about your your backstory and how how you handle your kids, bro. What's what's on the horizon for you work-wise? Like, any projects? On you got the-, the new album out, right? Yeah, all my heroes, is, all okay. my heroes are dead is out right now. It's, uh, you know, being heralded as this, you know, masterclass album. I'm really getting a great, 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 great response off it. And, Congrats uh, on that too, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm proud of this record. You know, uh, you know, uh, the fans are going crazy, and it, and it did very well in so many different countries. And we have no promotion. It's like a one, one man, uh, you know, army with with Dev and Matt attached to us, and really tough so we really uh have us you know the fans and uh are doing amazing for that you know for like such a small operation it's just the fans you know so yeah that's dope so and where where can people find you at ra just ra the rugged man just do the googles and you'll see yep. twitter and ig and facebook and youtube and all the same bullshit that everyone else is doing to try to promote their <laughs> project. You 
Yo, how how many times have you gotten you you have a similar look to Andrew Dice Clay? Not the well, same. I never heard that one. I heard Stallone all the time. Stallone, well, I mean, with the cover art for you for the new joint, I mean, you you won that one for sure. But I was looking at your website, the joint where you sitting in the classroom with the with the mink on. Oh, I look like Dice Clay. Didn't you got you well, got like uh, just real quick when I looked, I was like, yo, that's a little bit Dice Clay. Maybe it's the swag face that you got on or something. Yeah, I never have even heard that, but it, but it, but it, you know that's not a bad. He was he was. He was a funny guy. He's a bad motherfucker, man. That that dude was no yeah, joke. Nah. <laughs> All right, brother, man. Much right, success right. and love to you. And um, please, man. Uh, we'll 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 catch you. I'm sure again. Maybe in a couple of years when the kids are a little older, we'll have a another convo about what life is like. All right, that sounds good. Thanks, fellas. Right. Appreciate right, you, man. Thank you, brother. Yo, be a father. If not, why bother, son? A boy can make him, but a man can raise one. Be a father to your child. Be a father to your child.